We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode season two, episode three, for January 18th, 2021, and our feature topic is a fun one. We are taking a look at our favorite Disney couples. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It was an idea that came to us from talking about Eve and Wally in last week's... Um, was it last week? It was last week when we were talking about Eve in the Disney Who's Who character. Yes. And that got our that got our juices flowing as far as the thought process for this mm-hmm. feature topic. So, but before we get into all that, we have a ton, and I mean a ton, I could probably talk all day about the cheddar, but we have a lot of cheddar from the Big Cheese that we need to go over with you. Um, Some of it's good, some of it's not, but we're going to end on a high note at the end, and Sophie will give us that one. But first of all, just in case you have not heard, Starting January 1, 2022, Disney's Magical Express service will no longer be offered. If you have, I know it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. If you you have a reservation that starts prior to January 1, 2022, you are still eligible to take Magical Express. And if it extends beyond January 1, you still can take Magical Express back to the airport. It's only for arrivals starting January 1 and later that you will not be able to take Magical Express. And that that means that there's a few other options for you. You have to uh, either take an Uber or a taxi or take a different shuttle bus service like Mirrors or someone like that. Um, But Magical Express is going away. And a lot of people are wondering why they're doing that, you know. And and um, the second bit of news kind of ties into this one as well um, from a resort standpoint. And um, Sophie, last week we talked about our 21 things to do in 2021, and yeah. one of them one of them was extra magic hours, if I remember correctly. Well. Disney will not be offering extra magic hours anymore. Oh, no. Instead, they are introducing something they're calling early park entry for guests staying at a Disney resort. 
So mm-hmm. what that means is you will be allowed to arrive 30 minutes early. Um, so if the park opens at 9 o'clock and you're staying on property, you can arrive at 830. Um, and that's for every park every day. So remember, Sophie, Extra Magic Hours was one park um, for for a, per day, and, and it wasn't every day. Yeah. Uh, but in this case... If you're a resort guest, you you can arrive 30 minutes early um, at whichever park you're going to. So there's no there's no rule that says you can do it at Magic Kingdom, but not at Animal Kingdom. Mm. So. Well, that is, I will say that that actually sounds a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, they already are letting us in early um, right now because of COVID and whatnot. And that's true, but I think what this means is that um, they're going to start tightening that down some, and you won't be able to get in early unless you really are a part, you know, a resort guest. So, so yeah. more on that to come, I'm sure. Um, I, they haven't really announced when that's going to start, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Well, on to some slightly better news this one is actually controversial because of the way that many people receive this news over at disneyland it is going to become a covid19 vaccine super site which means this is one way to get the vaccine out to california residents and hopefully bring about a reopening of disneyland sooner I will say, though, that there are probably going to be some people out there who don't trust the vaccine and are slightly concerned by this news. Yeah. And then, oh, this one is definitely good news and not controversial at all. Over at the France Pavilion. Exciting, right? Yes. Great news. Exciting. Over at the France Pavilion in Epcot, the construction walls are down for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. It is just a matter of time before the attraction opens, and oh my gosh, I am so excited. I've actually, I actually hardly go to the France Pavilion when I'm in Epcot, but I desperately want to because I went the last time I was there, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that will, I think, definitely increase interest in people wanting to go visit France. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what it'll be like And hopefully it'll open sooner rather than later You know Yep So breaking news out of Disneyland And I'm sure this is all old news by now But Disneyland has announced that the annual passholder program Is being shut down immediately They call it being sunsetted Disney, um, if you have an annual pass for Disneyland they will be issuing refunds based on on certain criteria, and there's a whole lot to it. So I, I don't know all those details because we don't have one. Um, Disney is working on some different programs to replace it. So look for more news on that in the future. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying it's because they're not open and they haven't been open for so long and they don't know when they're going to reopen. So it's, it makes sense to do this right now because right now they just 
are holding on to a lot of a lot of money that um, that people have that they can't do anything with, you know. So so rather than keep bumping it down, the other thing that people are saying is with with Disneyland being such a smaller environment than Disney World that you run the the problem of when the park does reopen, all those people that had annual passes would be like, hey, I want to go to the parks. And so there'd be a boatload of people trying to get in and there's not enough spacing Space. and social distancing and whatnot. So it would just be a nightmare. Mm. Uh, or they wouldn't be able to get um, a park reservation, you know, something like that. So, so I think that some sort of program for annual passes will be back. We don't know what these different programs are yet. Um, and we'll learn more in the future, you know, so hopefully they'll announce more information on that, um, fairly soon. But, um, but for right now, um, I guess it, 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 it means that Disneyland is not going to open anytime soon, or maybe they maybe they're thinking that it might open soon, and that's why they needed to eliminate the passes. Yeah. Oh. And may also, well, actually, with the way that it's being set up into a vaccine super site, I doubt that it will be opening soon until they can get a that's good true. number of people vaccinated. That's a real good point, Sophie. Good point. Um. My guess, and I read this online, so um, it's just speculation. It's just a guess. I would say I'd be I'd be surprised if they're not open by the summer. So hmm. we'll see, though, won't we? We shall see. Okay. So what's our last bit of cheddar, Sophie? This one is amazing because it celebrates new life. And we have the link to an Instagram post from Dr. Mark over at Disney. And there has been a new baby colt born at the Tri-Circle D Ranch over in, at Fort Wilderness. His name is Obi, and he is snow white, just like his mother. Yeah, exactly. And from what I read about you know, when I looked at the Instagram post, Sophie... Yeah. I, I understand that as he gets older, he will be one of the one of the horses, one of the horses that they use to to pull Cinderella's carriage. <gasps> oh my goodness! And I, I imagine for the wedding pavilion and so forth. So I think that's kind of cool. I think that's really cool. He is but, adorable. I'm looking at his picture right now, and it's, yeah. he's just so cute. So, as always, those our show notes will be on the website. So you need to go look because it's really, really cool to be able to see them. You know, mm -hmm. it's just neat. Go check it out. Um, you know what? I'll also post the link in um, the On the Road with Mickey group on Facebook, too. So you can see it there as well. Yep. All right, and don't forget, you can connect with us. There's a lot of different ways, and they're always listed in our show notes. So reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that brings us to our feature topic. And our feature topic, a reminder, is our favorite Disney couples. And um, Sophie and I thought about this, and we've each picked five couples that we want to talk a little bit about. And um, and 
So these are our favorites. So Sophie, why don't you start us off with one of your five? Definitely. And I am not going in the order that I wrote these ones in, but I just want to connect this to last week's episode, and I'm going to talk about Wally and Eve, because I absolutely love the movie Wally. It is one of my favorite Disney movies. It is my favorite Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that two mechanical objects could have enough humanity in them to love each other the way Wally and Eve do, it is just so heartwarming to me. Yeah. And just to watch them as they exist together, that is so beautiful. Yeah, it is. And it's really cool um, to see how they coexist together and look out after each other after they get to know each other a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So... That's a good one to choose, Sophie. Yep. So who are you going to choose? We're going to alternate here. Okay. So for me, I'm going to talk about my first witch. Um, In this case, is Mickey and Minnie. And as you can see in my background, that Mickey and Minnie are um, displayed in my background photo. Mm -hmm. And that is from... Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. Um, don't, don't, please don't. I won't show them. I won't show them. Not, not able to be seen is Sophie, who is in between them with a really awesome shirt. But she was a lot younger then. Um, but anyway, that that's a picture from Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, and um, and Mickey and Minnie, you know, they, it, it comes down to, they are just. They're just it, you know? You think of couples at Disney and you think of Mickey and Minnie. And so, you know, that's why, you know, look at Sophie. She's got Mickey and Minnie as her background, too. You know? Yeah, and they're not. And he's holding flowers. So. Yep. And they're not even on my list, but I still have them up here. Yeah. So, Mickey and Minnie. That's who I got for my first one. Mm Mm-hmm. And then for my second one, this one is another Pixar couple, and that is Carl and Ellie from Up. I love Carl and Ellie. They are so cute. They are so wonderful together. And I guess just the best way to describe it is that Carl is cynical, and Ellie balances him out with her spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie to me is just amazing. She reminds me of Mima in a way. Yeah. Well, part of the reason for that is that Mima's name is Ellen, and my dad always calls her Ellie. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, she also just reminds me of her, you know? Yeah. Just the way that they're both happy to live life with the mm-hmm. one that they love. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And of course, um, Carl is more cynical in the, as he got older and was more lonely because he didn't have Ellie. But when when they were younger, they that wasn't as there wasn't as much cynicism 
in his demeanor, I don't think. Mm-mm. So. It was more shyness, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, my next favorite five couples is Donald and Daisy, because Daisy's a sassy duck. She just happens to be Mommy's favorite character. And, um, and Donald is... He's a bit of a blowhard sometimes, but but you know what? They like each other. They're cute. Mm-hmm. They um they really have a good appreciation for each other. So so Donald and Daisy, you know, it's I guess yep. it's simple for me. So I don't know. Yeah. I can't explain it, but you know, it just works. It does. So Excuse me, there is something going on with my AC unit. I will be right back. Okay. Talk I'll about try. one of yours. Okay, I'll take another one then. Um, I am going to talk about... Clarabelle Cow and Horace Horsecollar. <laughs> Clarabelle Cow... And Horace Horsecollar are friends. And the reason I picked them is because I got this really awesome photo from when Sophie was younger. And um, and we waited in line in Town Square in the Magic Kingdom. And we were able to get our picture with them. And you don't see them out and about um, for pictures very often. So Clarabelle Cow and Horace Horsecollar are just... To me, they're a great couple, and you know they just they just interact really well. And based on our pictures, why I picked them for my list. So I think that is a wonderful couple, and they're one that you don't hear about very often either. Mm-mm, no. So, give me your third one, Sophie. My third one has to be Tiana and Naveen. Yeah, Tiana and yeah. Because while Wally is my favorite Pixar movie, The Princess and the Frog is my favorite Disney princess movie. Okay. And good to know. The thing about them both is that they bring out the best in one another. Before they, they met each other, they both had their flaws. They were complex and three three-dimensional characters. But as you go throughout the film and you watch their relationship grow, Mm -hmm. you can see that they are really good for each other, even though they had a bumpy start. Yeah. And it's just, it makes them both, it's better for them in the end. And that is exactly the way I think most relationships should go. Yeah. All relationships should go. But, like, of course, there are going to be those those relationships that where people are pretty much good to go from the start. And they are just there to make people happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. So, can I give my next one? Of course. Okay. Um, for my next one, I am going off the board a little bit. Because... You know, they're they're kind of they were a good couple in the first movie. 
they they didn't really do as much in the second and the third movie. You know, you didn't see her as much. But I'm gonna talk about Lightning McQueen and Sally. Hmm. And I love how she calls him stickers. <laughs> and I it's like true. how they I like how they took a drive together and I like how they stopped at the wheel well and that that's she talked about how she ended up in um in town and why she went there and all that and it was just really cool, you know? So mm-hmm. so I just really liked that the way that that worked. I just thought it was really cool. So Yeah. Well, my next couple is Han and Leia. Yeah. And I that's a cool one. That's a cool yeah. one. I didn't even think of any Star Wars for this. I'm beginning to actually see a pattern between a lot of the couples that I have listed. Most of them are exact opposites of one another, in a way. Mm. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I guess it's true, though, yeah. So it's clear that I am a very big proponent of the idea that opposites attract. Yeah. So tell me about Han and Leia. Who are they? (laughs) (laughs) Talking like that, you're almost going to tell me that you think Luke and Leia would have been a better couple next. Oh, oh, gross. (laughs) That's nasty. (laughs) That is nasty, but oh well. It it worked out in the end. It's fine. It sure did. Now, Han and Leia. Han and Leia is really a lot of what I aspire when I I'm looking for a relationship. I like how easy they can be with one another, that they can tease each other and make snide comments and still be happy with one another at the end of the day. I don't like it when they actually fight, but sometimes that needs to happen. And it's a very realistic thing in most relationships. They will fight sometimes. I just think they're very... I just really think they are a very real couple to identify with. They're good for one another. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my last choice, and I could have gone, you know, on and on and on with different choices, but I went with this choice. Um, I went with Rapunzel and Flynn Rider because I like Flynn Rider's name better than Eugene Fitz, Fitz, Fitzherbert. I, I like, I, well, I mean, I like Eugene. That's okay, but I like Flynn Rider better. So, mm. to anyway. Each his own. Teach his own, but um, I like how they interact with one another in the movie. I like how when we were at Disney for the 40th anniversary, they were in part of the 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 character march, the character parade at the beginning of the day, and they were interacting with each other, and they do so to this day. And I just, I just like how, how, you know, how they, just how they interact and how you can see that it's almost like they're made for each other. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. that's my, that's my fifth couple. 
So and that leaves us apple. for your last one, Sophie. Who do you got? My fifth couple is one that Mommy also thought of. Everything on Daddy's list, aside from Lightning McQueen and Sally, she had as well. And then the one that she shared with me on my list was one that does not come from a movie or the parks. But they came from him, and that would be Walt and his wife, Lillian. That's right. That's a good that's a good couple. Mm-hmm. You know? They are the OG. They sure are. And it's crazy to think about. To mm-hmm. think about how you know, if Walt didn't have Lillian, then He wouldn't have had his daughters. That's true. And his it, daughters are kind of what inspired him to make Disneyland in a way. That's very true. You're a very good point there. The other thing is, he might have still created Mickey Mouse. But he would be named Mortimer. But he would have been named Mortimer, which is... Ugh, I just can't see that. But you know what? He might not have... He might not have made Mickey Mouse if he didn't have his wife. Who knows? You know, we can't. We can speculate all day on what would have been done and not done. But you're right. Uh, the big the big information is if Walt and Lillian weren't together, then their daughters wouldn't have been there. And he wouldn't have gone to Griffith Park and dreamed of a place where the parents could ride as well as the kids. And that's what gave birth to the idea of Disneyland. So you're absolutely right on that. Mm-hmm. So, so good point, Sophie. So yeah, Walt and Lillian is probably the best couple when it comes to Disney. Yep. Okay. So that is a quick and dirty of our five, our favorite five couples, um, our favorite Disney couples. Um, so tell us in the notes and in the comments, who are your favorite couples? You know, do you have a different a different movie couple? Maybe you're like Belle and the Beast. Or maybe you're a Princess Ariel and Eric. No offense to everyone who likes Prince Eric, but... To me, he was just kind of stupid. (laughs) Okay. Well, there you go. Not on Sophie's list. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nope. Um, Maybe, maybe you're a Snow White and her prince. Or maybe Sleeping Beauty, you know? I had thought about putting Snow White and her prince on there, actually. Or Cinderella, you know? So anyway, a lot of different options. There's a lot of favorite Disney couples out there. So give us your list of who you liked and we'll we'll report back and see and say this is what so and so liked. This is who he liked. It's like she liked and so forth. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was our favorite five our favorite Disney couples. That was our feature topic. So Sophie, let's move on to this day in Disney history. What do you have for January 18th for this day in Disney history? I have 
two bits of Disney history,、uh -huh. each exactly 50 years apart. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the first one happens in 1913. And、wow. the legendary actor, singer, comedian Danny Kaye, the host of the 1982 television program Epcot Center, the opening celebration, is born. David Daniel Kaminsky in Brooklyn, New York. Popular films of his bravura performances of patter songs and for children's favorites, such as The Inchworm and The Ugly Duckling. Kay was also the first ambassador at large in UNICEF, and he was also in White Christmas, so I really like him. I do too. He was really good in White Christmas. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think he is better. Please forgive me for saying so. I think he was better than Bing Crosby. I think they were a duo and can't really be compared to each other. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then I'll let that go. <laughs> so, what else do you have for us? And then, exactly 50 years later, the Buena Vista generally releases Disney's live action comedy. Son of Flubber to theaters two days after its debut. It is starring Fred McMurray. The film has the distinction of being the first sequel produced by Disney. Wow. When, when Professor Brainerd experiments further on Flubber derivatives, he gets in trouble and only his students can help. That is the summary of the film. Okay. Okay, well, thank you, Sophie. Mm hmm. That Speaking, is the first sequel? Yeah, that's what it says. It has the distinction of being the first Disney sequel. Wow.、Mm -hmm. That's kind of impressive. It is. So, well, you talked then, about.、Um, Fred McMurray. Fred McMurray. We'll, we'll touch on him in just a little bit. Okay, all right. Okay. So, would you like to hear who my Disney Who's Who character is this week? I would love to. Okay. Hey, Sophie, quick、mm -hmm. question. Yes.、Um, I'm not going to make this hard for you to guess. So, I'm just going to come out and say did, did you ever see the live action Mulan? No, I did not. Mommy and I watched it.、Mm -hmm. It was incredible.、Hmm. Tune it in one night when you got nothing to do. It's worth seeing. All right. And my Husu character is Mulan. Ah, <laughs>、oh, dang it. I was thinking you were going to go for Mushu. <laughs> No, Mushu's not in the live action. And of course, I'm looking at the animated one. Let me put my glasses on so I can read. Otherwise, it'll be hard. Mulan has always struggled to fit in. She wants to remain true to herself, but finds it a challenge to do so while still bringing her family honor. When her disabled father is ordered to serve in the Imperial Army against the Huns, Mulan seizes the opportunity to do something good for her family. Cutting off her hair and disguising herself as a man, 
Mulan sets off to join the army in her father's place. As a member of the army, Mulan shows incredible bravery in fighting against the Huns. During the battle, however, her lie is revealed and she is released from service. But Mulan is persistent. When she sees a threat coming, she warns her commander, Shang, even though he no longer wishes to speak to her. She also devises a plan to save the emperor from Shan Yu, defeating the villain once and for all in the process. When she returns home, Mulan realizes that she has managed to bring her family honor by being true to herself. I have two bits of did you know, Sophie? Yeah? Did you know that Mulan's story is based on the Chinese legend of Hua Mulan, a female warrior described in the folk song, The Battle of Mulan? I did know. Yes. And, it, and they actually reference her um, by that name in the live action movie. Yeah, because Hua Fa. Her family name is Fa. Okay. So, Do Fa you... Mulan. Okay. Do you know um, what what Mulan's name means in Mandarin? I do not know. It means magnolia in Mandarin. Ah, I knew it. I wasn't sure if it meant some sort of flower or not. It does. A magnolia flower. Mm-hmm. So, so that is my Disney Who's Who character. I thought that was a good one. Did you like it? I did. I liked it a lot. Okay, good. Well, the last bit of information I have um, is our Walt Disney quote. And I, this, this ties in with everything that's going on in the world these days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, COVID, political unrest... Social division, on and on and on. And Walt said, and I quote, Laughter is America's most important export. End quote. And it's a short but sweet quote, but I think it really applies today because I think part of the problem with the world is that people aren't having or not finding things to laugh about. You know, they're not finding anything humorous. And I think it's just making things worse and worse and worse. So hopefully, the look of my face, (laughs) as funny looking as it can be sometimes, on YouTube is bringing a smile to people's face. You're bringing a smile to my face. Well, thank you, honey. So that is my quote for today. And I hope that people are able to um, find some humor out in the world, you know, and remember we need, we all need a balance. So anyway, coming next week, Sophie and I are going to start a new 
series, and we're calling it the Disney Legends series. We're going to be talking about the Disney Legends, and we are going to start by taking a look at Walt Disney's Nine Old Men. We're going to pick one. We're each going to pick one. We're going to see if our friend Brenda, who's a friend of the show, can join us. Hopefully she can. And if she can, then we're each going to talk about one of the nine old men. Mm -hmm. And as you can tell, there were nine of them. So that part will go on for a few weeks. But anyway. And that's the reason why I wanted to keep talking about Fred McMurray. Because he is one of the nine old men. Oh no, he's not one of the nine old men. Oh wait, he's a Disney legend. I thought he was. No, Fred McMurray wasn't old enough to be one of the nine old men because the nine old men were hired in the 30s. Oh. But we'll go into them a little bit more and and we'll talk about who the nine old men are Mm because there's probably some people that don't know. But what Sophie was trying to say is that Fred McMurray... Believe it or not, and I, I, I read this, I, I've done a post on him on My Dreams of Disney, but I never would have known that Fred McMurray was the very first Disney legend. When they first started the Disney legend um, system or series or whatever they call it, Hall of Fame kind of thing, he was the very first one. And... You know, I didn't know about Son of Flubber being the first sequel, but maybe that played a role in why he was why he was a Disney legend, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, more information next week on the Disney Legends. So, look forward to it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you've enjoyed being with us this week and Sophie, thank you for joining me as always. Thank you for having me. And we will see you on on the the road. road. Bye. Bye.